Hi everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives and how and why they make their art. And today I have Morgan Holub with me today. Hi Morgan, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You were extremely talented. I was always amazed by what you showed in animation class. Like literally my jaw would hit the ground. Like all I want to do is clap and be like, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Thank you. So my first question is, um, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yes. So um, I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I'm a middle child of three and everyone else in my family is science, tech, math oriented. So I'm definitely the odd one out. Um, I, my entire life up until I think recently was all about art and soccer. Um, I played soccer all through college and I did art all through college. I went to um, the Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, New York for undergrad, um, studied digital arts slash 3D animation. And then when I graduated, I moved back home, spent the last half of 2019 coaching soccer and working um, freelance stuff and then you know 2020 happened and I started looking at grad school opportunities and found my way to scan. Nice. Well what initially inspired you to pursue animation? So when I was a freshman in high school I got super into comic books and I was very lucky that I had a teacher um, for three years in high school who was a comic book nerd shout out to him he was amazing um and then from comic books I went to animation because I actually came to SCAD the summer before my junior year for a camp oh. and I we had to take like two classes and so I did a sequential art class and uh intro to animation thing and it was like a one-week camp and you just made projects in each classes and so like the first moment that I sat down at like a light table and started looking at animation stuff and figuring out that not only could you draw things, but you could also draw things. And then when you put them together, they would move. I was hooked. It was just like, I made a seven second film in that week and it was like 180 something drawings. It was insane. And I was like, so surprised that I could do something like that. that I was just like, okay, here we are. Um, and so from there, I moved from wanting to do 2D into 3D because of the How to Train Your Dragon films, which I just remember when the second one came out in 2015, which was right when I was graduating from high school. Um, I remember watching it in the theater and just being like absolutely blown away by the visuals in that movie and the characterization and the way that everything looked and moved and was just amazing. And so I, I chose to follow into 3D animation. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. I mean, and you went to Pratt, which I've heard really great things about the program there. Yes. Um, so uh, that propelled you into because, oh, I don't want to jump ahead because you have such <laughs> great work. I mean, you really do. I was always floored by everything. Um, but that this ties into another question. So, OK, let me go ahead and say, so why did you decide on SCAD for graduate school? Um, well, I loved being at Pratt for undergrad and bring, being in New York was amazing and Brooklyn was such a cool place, but I knew that I, if I ended up going to grad school, I definitely didn't want to stay there. Um, there were just things about the grad program that were, that were very, I don't want to say bad, but like not ideal, I guess, when you already gone there for undergrad because it was super repetitive. 
in a way. Um, I was at Pratt during a time when they were revamping the entire curriculum. So the curriculum that I went through for undergrad was actually above the curriculum that the graduate students were going through. So it would have been like too much of the same thing to, to stay there. And by the time four years had been up, um, I'm a Southern girl at heart. I was tired of the city. It was just not, not feeling it anymore. Um, so then after being back at home for a year and like starting to look at grad schools, I applied to a couple different places. Um, I was looking to go to Goblins in France for a second. Oh, wow. um, and trying to see about that. There was a school in California I was looking at. Um, but I feel like most people who who didn't go to SCAD for art school kind of have the same story where it was like SCAD was always your second choice. Mm -hmm. And SCAD was my second choice when I was applying for undergrad art school. So being able to come back down here and see the facilities again and, you know, Savannah is such a cool place to be. And um, and I also just felt like the school just had something that my undergrad program was missing. And a lot of it comes just from the notoriety of the fact that SCAD is SCAD and they have all the networking and connections that, that I felt like Pratt was lacking. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a big part of it as well. Gotcha. Well, it's, um, I'm glad that, that you picked SCAD because I got to see your work in class and it was fantastic. So going to my next question, because I got to see on your Instagram, you'd posted and it was actually on Vimeo, um, I believe a link to your 3D animation. And yes. I wanted to learn more about it because the storytelling, Morgan, I mean, I was like, this is why I chose to take an animation class because I'm actually illustration, but you guys are so on point with not only really good drawing, I mean, I thought we drew a lot in illustration, but animators draw a lot. They have excellent storytelling and consistency. And all of those you showed in a really, I just magical way in. Yeah, Lost in Place. Um, could you tell us a little bit about like, why did you make it? What inspired you to do that? Um, well, the, the short answer for why I made it was in order to under graduate from undergrad, we had to have a senior project film. Um, and so that was mine. But um, the longer story is I've always loved telling stories about like the whole found family, found friendship kind of thing, um, the deeper connections between characters. And I have been inspired for many years by the kids that I nannied in my neighborhood back home. Um, and they always just have such interesting stories. So most of my characters in, in all of my films are based on them. Um, and so I think when I was starting to work on that film, the two oldest of those girls were, um, were teenagers. They had just turned 13 and just like spending the summer with them and seeing all of the, the teenage dramatics that I have pushed to the back of my mind was just so funny. So I knew I wanted to create a character kind of based on, on their teenage drama attitudes. Um, and then the story just kind of spiraled from there. I've always loved, um, out of space. I'm fascinated with sci-fi. I love sci-fi so much. So I knew that it needed to be a sci-fi story and I knew that it needed to be super focused on relationships and emotions because I feel like that's one of the most important parts of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And when you only have four minutes, you can't really go all out in any other way. So making sure that the story was super focused on um, just the characters and, and the way they interacted with each other. Wow. I mean, um, and when I saw the credits, like you did all of that work. I was like, yes. Lord, how long did it take you to do all that? Um, we worked on our senior films for a year and a half. 
So we started, we started second semester of our junior year with pre-production and like content and kind of figuring out character designs and story and all of that. And then um, I worked on mine through the summer and then we came back to school in the fall and we worked fall through graduation. Um, I was one of the students that, that teachers have nightmares about where I kept switching things in my phone. Like I remember, I think it was like three weeks before our films were actually due. And I came into class and I was like, okay, but I'm changing this entire scene real quick. And my teacher was like, we're good. That's, that's a lot. And I was like, no, no, it's going to be fine. I can do it. So I did that a lot. Um, I switched parts of my film around and changed them. So I, I threw myself in the deep end of starting over from scratch many times. Uh, but it was a year and a half of a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of work. And it seemed to have really paid off because I noticed that it looked like you got recognitions um, from film festivals that you entered in or your school may have entered your work into. Yes, I, I entered a lot of film festivals and I was really surprised and very excited about the amount of feedback and um, reception I got from it, which was pretty cool. I ended up having my film shown in 13 festivals. Um, unfortunately, I only got to go to one of them because like the first couple were right at the beginning of 2020. And then I only got to go to one in DC, which was the week before everything shut down, um, which was a little unfortunate because it would have been cool. I know I entered into a couple that were that were local Raleigh festivals and um, I didn't get to go do anything and see them in person, which was a little bit of a bummer, but um, the festivals were all super great and very flexible and did a great job of rearranging everything for the craziness that was all of last year well it was it's really great storytelling i was blown away that you did all that work um but the storytelling i felt was like superb in it so i was like oh I, I understand why she got awards and you're so consistent with your animation and it was really neat to see your 3d work because i've primarily been seeing your 2d stuff yes your animation class and i'm like yes. you're really good at that too um and I wanted to ask you, like, my next question is, like, do you have a preference of 2D or 3D, or is it really based on what story you're trying to tell? Um, could you I think a lot of it is based on storytelling. Um, I know 3D animation is is beautiful and amazing, and a lot of like the films that have come out through Disney, Pixar, Blue Sky, DreamWorks, in the last couple of years have really just helped show how crazy and beautiful it can be. Um, I think 2D is is different because it can be a lot more stylized, which I think is just a very cool way of creative expression that no two 2D animators necessarily have the exact same style. Like everything can be totally different. And I know that that was something that I noticed a lot when um, when we were working on our senior films in undergrad was that a lot of the 3D kids, you know, you learn how to model, you learn how to animate, you learn how to do all this stuff. and when you're still starting out, a lot of it ends up kind of looking the same, but when you're doing 2D, everything is different. Yeah. Um, so each style has its kind of benefits. And so I think the one that I that I pick definitely has a lot to do with what, what I'm trying to express and what I'm trying to say in a story. Oh, nice. I just, I was blown by all the year. Uh, just, you did so many different things so well. And I was always like, Man, the consistency, she makes it look so easy, but I know that it's it's that training, like um, truly with animation, 
like it helped all the advice that you gave. I got advice from other students who were really kind enough to message me on Instagram. Um, but it's like, you really have to put in the work. There's no, to me, I didn't really see any way to like shortcut it or you really just have to do it to understand the principles of animation. Yeah. And so my next question plays into, for newbie animators and those who are listening, because there's art teachers who listen to this and they may have high school students that are like, I want to do animation. I want to become an animator. What would you suggest to help them to maybe understand some of these very difficult concepts of animation and principles? Like, is there anything you recommend? I mean, the easy answer is that the only way that you can get better at it is just to do it. Um, I'm an 100% self-taught 2D animator. I went to school for 3D animation because I knew that that was going to be a lot more work to figure out and computers and computer programs have never been my forte. Um, but in order to start as a 2D animator, you just, you just have to jump headfirst into the deep end and you just have to do it. Um, there's no there's no tricks, there's no easy answers. You just you start simple and you just kind of figure it out from there. Um, I know when I was touring for undergrad colleges and I went down to visit at Ringling and the Ringling professors were like, yeah, well, we make our students spend an entire year just animating a bouncing ball. And I was like, that sounds so incredibly boring. Why would you do that to them? But spending an entire year just animating the bouncing ball, which is the first lesson that you learn in any animation class, is um, an excellent way to make sure that you're honing your skills and you're continuing to get better. So if you just start by doing something as simple as a flip book of a bouncing ball, um, you know, it can be 24, 24 images that you just keep working on the same 24 images until you can see yourself getting better. That's great. Well, thank you so much for that advice. I mean, like I, felt like in class because I wasn't an animation major I felt like I was at Hogwarts and somehow all of these other students so talented you guys were all like gifted wizards with this magic ability and I was like I'm a muggle how did I get in here what what am I thinking these people are so talented and I know that it takes a lot of work and effort after doing that first project I was like I don't think I could major in animation. This is so above my pay grade level or the way my brain thinks. And yeah. I think you just got to get the practice. And I think you're bringing up a good point. I think um, I made lots of mistakes. I was just like constantly mistake after mistake. So that's normal. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first, the first time I ever animated something, I think it was, was like a circle that just moved across the screen. And first off, the consistency of trying to draw a circle over and over and over again, it takes practice. And then the consistency of getting those set movements, you know, the first time you do it, the, you're gonna move it too far by each frame and it's not gonna look right, or you're not gonna move it enough each frame, or you're not gonna be consistent in your spacing. And the only way to get better is to do it once and then notice what you've kind of need to work on and then just keep doing it over and over and over again, so. Unfortunately, the only way to, to do it is to do it, which is the truth of animation. It's nuts. <laughs> well, you always seem so laid back and just like, oh, I got this. <laughs> and so your undergrad experience, I think that really informs why you were just so laid back. I got this. Every time I'm yeah. like, she's like, I'm going to do this and this. I got it. 
<laughs> well, that class, the class, the drawing and motion class was interesting because so much of it was was figure drawing outside of the animating part. And like figure drawing doesn't necessarily come naturally to me, but like, I mean, I took a figure drawing class in undergrad and I was like, okay, whatever we're talking about, I got it. It's fine. I know how to do this. <laughs> Well, it definitely showed in your work. I mean, it was, I was just, I would just watch and I was like, how does she get that line so consistent? It's the same. I know, you know, it's like in your brain, you know, like each image was drawn separately, but I go like that kind of precision, like, and maybe there's a little bit of OCD involved in it, but it was just like so consistent. I was like, to me, it looked like it was just, it really was alive and moving. So that was fascinating to me that you get that in your work. Thank you. So after SCAD, what are your plans? Um, well, my ultimate goal is to eventually be able to direct um, kids TV or kids feature films. Um, I love kids media and um, that's just where my storytelling heart belongs. Um, and so, in, in between graduating from SCAD and my eventual breakout directing role that I'm planning for, um, I'm hoping to be able to work as a production assistant or storyboard artist. I love content development and stories. So I think that working the pre-production route um, with storyboarding is definitely the move that I'm, I'm planning to make. Uh, well, I know you'll be very successful at it. And I and I don't know if you'd ever be interested, but you would be very, a very good children's book illustrator because that was one of the main reasons I wanted to take um, animation because so many of um, the top children's book illustrators currently, their background is in animation. Yeah. It's, they write the stories, they illustrate them, their, their style and their storytelling just really appeals to that audience. And I was like, man, I'm gonna learn because they're gonna they can take all the jobs <laughs> they're, all, they're just so good at it so yeah that's definitely something that I've I've looked at um like I mentioned my background I jumped into this all starting with comic books um and so I've had a couple ideas rolling around for a while with different graphic novels and things that I'm, I'm planning out still but I'm hoping to one day finish up nice and this is not a question in my list, but it kind of prompted me to think of, you mentioned, you know, How to Train Your Dragon was your favorite um, 3D animation mm -hmm. that inspired you. What about 2D? Was there any like 2D animations that, you know, the audience should check out and watch? Um, well, that's a good question. And I apologize for putting you on the spot. <laughs> No, it's just there's there hasn't been like a big boom of 2D features lately. Like so many of the animation studios focus feature films on doing 3D. But um, if you haven't seen the Netflix film Klaus, that, that is an amazing 2D film. Um, what else? I know a lot of the Netflix TV shows have gone kind of above and beyond in terms of styling. So like the Hilda Hilda show on Netflix has a really good style to it. The Carmen San Diego show has an amazing style. Um, storytelling wise, the the new DreamWorks Netflix She-Ra reboot was oh, mind blowing. Really? Uh, yeah. And then the person, um, Noelle Stevenson, who was the showrunner for that show, she's one of my, my all time idols. 
um, she was a comic book artist before she got into TV. So her work has always blown me away. Cool. I will check those out. And um, yeah, that, that may inspire the next grouping of um, animators. And I know like I was teaching high school art and I'd get so many high school students that love animation and to tell them to go watch that stuff that is totally would make their day yes so the next question is if you could go back in time and tell your younger self some advice about being an animator what would it be um i think it definitely would just be patience i think patience is one of the most important things in animation just because it takes so long to be good at any part of it um and when you've been doing art for so long and it's kind of been like a natural talent so it's not always been like the most difficult thing and then you throw yourself into learning something new it gets frustrating really quickly um so patience is a big part of that and just knowing that it's going to take you a while to to find your feet to get going to for anything that you make to like look even a little bit decent but that if you just keep working on it and be patient with yourself that it will end up better than it started at. I also think um, I would definitely tell my younger self to invest in better laptops. I am notorious for breaking computers. <laughs> oh, so what are you using right now? I, I am curious about that. What is your current setup for, for computers? So I am very lucky that my brother is a um, tech nerd. And this past summer, um, we actually built a computer from scratch. So I have a very fancy new desktop right now. And I don't know any of the pieces that are part of it because he picked all of them out. Um, I just know that, that it works and it hasn't crashed on me yet. And um, I mean, I spent all of undergrad working primarily off of a laptop. And um, I had um, an Acer laptop, I had an Asus laptop, I've had all of like the top quality gaming laptops, but um, somehow I always manage to do something that will crash some part of it. And I think it's just me. It's not the tech. It's 100% just me. And I, it's a curse. <laughs> well, you still make beautiful animations out of that, <laughs> even having a curse, because I go like, wow, she's, and you also, uh, and I forgot to mention, you also have a really good eye, because I noticed like, you picked up on things. I'm just so new at it. I just want to clap my hands. It's so beautiful. It's wonderful because <laughs> I don't even know how they do what you guys do what you do. But you're really good at critiquing the work and picking up things that would probably improve it. Have you thought about teaching as well? Or maybe that's- I have a little bit. Um, I was super lucky last two years ago, two years ago, fall, winter of 2019. Um, that I had a friend who was an art teacher and so she invited me to come do like a little mini, mini session with her art class to like show them just basic flipbook style animation and just talk a little bit more about what I do. And it was such a rewarding experience um, just to like see the light click in the kids' eyes when they were like, oh, we figured it out. And um, I love children and I love being around kids. And um, I think teaching, teaching was definitely something I'd be interested in. Yeah, well, I think you could definitely do it at a very high level at the college level because you just pick up on things that I was like, 
I didn't even notice that. Oh my gosh. She's like, because it goes so fast. Like to me, like 10 seconds, it's long having to do 10 seconds. But when you're watching 10 seconds and trying to figure out all these principles and figuring out, well, where are they using them? And is it working successfully? Like, mm -hmm. I think I would have had to put it on loop and watch it for 30 minutes for me to figure out but you're very quick on the draw and I'm, I'm sure that has a lot to do with your your expertise your experience and that yeah that was that was definitely one of the things that um I was always big on when my in my senior project class in undergrad was was making sure that I watched everybody's stuff multiple times so that I knew what things that I could I could point out critiques on or be like hey I think if you did this in this part um, which I think goes back to to my eventual desire to be directing because I definitely think that having that creative voice and being able to kind of guide and lead artists definitely fits my skill set and personality. That's awesome. That's great. So my next question, we're, oh, we just have two questions left. Um, you finished creating all the animations you want at the end of your life. What are three final truths you would leave behind? Um, I think the big one is definitely that um, we're, we're all more alike than we are apart. And I think that's a big thing that animation has helped me realize is that, um, you know how they say laughter is like the universal language. And um, I think film and animation specifically is another kind of universal language because no matter what, you're watching from what kind of culture and if it has dialogue, if it doesn't have dialogue, um, you can feel the story. So like narrative storytelling, it draws people closer together. Um, and it just shows us even more that, that no matter where you are in the world or what walk of life you come from, we're all more the same than we are different because we all understand those intricate storytelling narrative and emotional messages and then I don't know I feel like beyond that truths I would want to leave behind or messages I would want to leave behind is that everyone can be creative um, you don't have to to have been drawing your entire life to be an artist necessarily uh, it can it can just come from whatever thoughts and ideas that you have I know growing up with parents who are chemists and a sister who is a math nerd and a brother who prefers coding to any other part of, of an artistic process. Um, but they're still all very creative people. So it's, it's an interesting growing up as the creative one in the family and then knowing that um, we're all creative in our own way. So everyone has an opportunity to, to be creative in the world and to help make the world a better place. Wonderful. Those are all great points. And since this is a podcast and people can't see your amazing work, where can they go and see some of the things that um, I've mentioned in the podcast? Yeah, so my Instagram is probably the place where I post the most, um, just kind of bit of everything. Um, so my Instagram handle is at Mohollub, so that's M-O-H-O-L-U-B. And then I have a website, which is very professional looking now because I did a whole overhaul of it the other night. Um, and so I have it all reset up and it looks very pretty, but that is Morgan E. Um, that has a lot more of my, my 
freelance stuff on it and my film is on there as well. Awesome. Well, I'll also put them in the description box of the podcast. And um, I just have to tell you, thank you so much for being willing to, I know everybody is so busy and the fact that you would take the time to message me back with um, some advice uh, and, you know, because you were busy with your own projects, that meant a lot to me. I was like, wow, she's so kind to do that. And I mean, I know you're grinding hard to get your stuff done and move, you know, you were, I think you were also in the progress of moving and different things like that. <laughs> so thank you so much, Morgan. And thank you of so course. much for being on this podcast and sharing your creative art journey. Um, yeah. And I wish you the best uh, for next quarter and for the rest of your time at SCAD. Thank you. You as well. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to My Creative Life.